This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor, your host, and today we're kicking off a brand new series at Good Shepherd called Shine Jesus' Light. Now I pray that not only do you experience it today exactly as you are, but that you feel compelled to share it. Because of God's grace and what Jesus did for us on the cross, I'm so grateful that the Spirit continues to prod us to be able to share that good news with others. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Like and subscribe. This is Life in FM. Our preaching text today comes from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Now you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now my kids are Scandinavian, and like many of you, they're afraid of seasoning. Now any ounce of flavor makes my kids run for the fridge to find their bottle of ranch. Can you relate? Sometimes we fear what we don't know. The number of times I've heard recently, I don't like this followed by a refusal to take part before they've even tried it, is too many to count. When they do take a risk in eating the prepared meal, too spicy is a common refrain. What they actually mean is too much flavor. Now I wonder, what is too much for you? Whether we're talking about food, an activity, or something else, it truly doesn't matter what age or stage we're currently at. We revert to being our four-year-old self We look for the things that we can relate to, the things that are familiar to our palate, and we settle for that nine times out of ten. Now this might offend you, and if that's the case, you're just being salty, and not the kind that we're called to be in the Bible story for today. So you may be wondering, why salt? Now as potluck royalty, we Lutherans know that there's a tangible understanding that food is important to feeding faith. We also know that there's bound to be something that arrives that makes us pause. You see, we're simultaneously sinner and sane after all. When you fill your plate, do you play it safe? Or do you try new things? Do you fill it simply with one main thing? Or do you try a little bit of everything? Now, it's about more than the meal. It's the things that we fill our schedules with and the contributions that we provide to the broader world. It's the way that we participate in the life of the church not simply in worship on Sundays or Wednesdays, but the rest of the week too. Now, I truly believe that we're called to not only try new things, learning from others that aren't carbon copies of ourselves, but to be bold in bringing flavor to the world around us. That's my take on living out lives faithfully. And I'm thankful for the space to experiment with, with the ingredients here at Good Shepherd, while keeping the main course the tried and true special thing that we do together. In a congregation our size, we're bound to have a recipe card that's been passed down throughout the generations that takes a variation. We get in trouble, not when we add a spice or two, but when we don't honor it for what it is. Now this happens in the kitchen and the church. This happens at our dining room table and at the table set by Jesus. So how much salt is too much? 
Pastor Eugene Peterson put it in his paraphrased take on the Bible called The Message, that we're being called to be salt seasoning here on earth. In our preaching text today, as we kick off our new sermon series titled Shine Jesus' Light, we're told that the key ingredient to actually pulling that off, reflecting Jesus, is simply being salt. But what does this mean? Now, the message puts our preaching text this way. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. We've all had that ingredient that sits forgotten in the fridge or cupboard for longer than it should, only to miss out on the window to be used effectively. It's less about making something better, but instead simply doing what it was created to do in the here and now. As we read our preaching text and the surrounding verses, I think it's imperative to note that it's not just the people with the deepest faith. It's simply people living into their purpose. Those who mourn, the meek, those that seek righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, even those that rejoice even when things haven't quite gone to plan. Committing to doing these things is an act that we've been created to do, simply by living into their gifts, their characteristics. They're doing what they were created to do. And if they didn't, they'd be like salt that has lost its saltiness. Now why in the midst of the Beatitudes? a section of scripture just before our preaching text that claims that in the midst of brokenness here on earth, Jesus is making all things new, using average people to do miraculous things. Why in the midst of that would humanity be called to be like salt? Now, as Lutherans, confession and forgiveness is key to who we are as grace-centered people. We don't aim to be imperfect, but we do often miss the mark time and time again. Are we content with this reality? We shouldn't be. But as folks that are simultaneously sinner and saint to the fullest extent of those words, we're called to seek after Jesus in the good and bad times, the ups and the downs, and every step of the journey in between. So in the seasons and moments where we need that reminder, simply commit to being salt. Now, it might be because we need to know what the standard or expectation is. We're not being asked to be everything for everyone. We're called to be who we were created to be. And it's in our commitment to being salt as individuals that we can collectively make a broader difference as Christ's church. Now, I think it's important to remember that salt had a number of purposes in the ancient world. Theology writer Andrew Wilson points that out. At least five of them are relevant to Jesus' words about disciples. Now, salt was used for flavoring, for preserving, for sacrificing, for destroying, and even fertilizing. Now, rather than assuming that Jesus' statement is confusing and then debating which particular use of salt he had in mind, it's best to assume that he knew what he was doing and that metaphors can function in multiple ways. Followers of Jesus are like salt, although we're ordinary and everywhere and get involved in pretty much everything, whether we're noticed or not. We also have a variety of roles to play as God's kingdom comes to earth. Good Shepherd, I want you to really focus on these words. Followers of Jesus are like salt, although we're ordinary and everywhere and get involved in pretty much everything, whether we're noticed or not. We also have a variety of roles to play as God's kingdom comes on earth. 
with this understanding of being like salt, we're able to flavor the world around us by being what we were created to be. It's when we don't do this that we aren't living into our potential and call by God to be the salt of the earth. Instead, we lose our saltiness. And when we do this, we miss out on the opportunity to impact the world around us. Salt does not exist for itself. Neither do the disciples. Their life, it was turned outward toward the world. How can we be salt? Maybe a reframe for being light could be beneficial. Now we know when something has been flavored when we taste. We know that something is illuminated when we see it clearly. So taste and see that the Lord is good. And then share what you've experienced with the world. You see, Jesus continues on his teaching by calling his followers to be light for others. Eugene Peterson continues, Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. Now, God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up from God, this generous Father in heaven. Now indeed, faith in God is not a secret to be kept. It's an invitation to shine brightly, as intended, so that others may see not only the light, but the effects that it has on our surroundings. As a congregation, we talk a lot about our mission, to gather, grow, and go so that all may know Jesus, the Good Shepherd. We talk a lot about being for our community. We can't do these things by hiding the light that Jesus has given us, but instead by putting it on display. And this isn't to draw attention to ourselves, but to the work that God is up to in us and through us. We know that when this takes place, the Spirit moves, lives are changed, the kingdom grows, and our community can taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, in the weeks ahead, we'll continue to see this call of Jesus throughout the scriptures to be who we were created to be and to reflect who Jesus is for us and for all. We hope that you'll join us not just at church, but as the church, as we reflect Jesus' light to a world that desperately needs it. No matter where you're at in your faith life, know that you're not the only loved but invited into this movement to be who you were created to be. Remember, it's not about perfection, but participation. So go, Good Shepherd. Reflect the light of Jesus and go season the world in ways that you were created to be. Amen. Let us pray. Creator God, we're so grateful that you continue to move all around us and that you invite us in to be light, to be salt, just as we are be able to share our gifts for others. God, I pray for our church, for those watching this worship video today, that they be filled with your spirit and transformed for change and movement throughout this world that you created in love. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, check back weekly for new content, and if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org slash giving for a one-time or recurring gift or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321.
Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.